Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September, what is the uh, October 1st? October 1st. Yeah, here we go. October 1st. Halloween's on the rise. Ah, we got a good game coming up Sunday. We're going to talk about that. What we saw with the Chargers, we watched two of their three games. Mm-hmm. We didn't watch one with Tyrod Taylor because he's not playing. Why bother? Yeah. Why bother? It's pointless. And uh, we've got some film breakdown of the last game against the Denver Broncos. Finally got that video out. <clears throat> now, I did it in three parts. It was a half hour all total. And uh, I've, I've gotten some people requested that I break it up into smaller bites because a half hour is a lot to consume at one time. So I went ahead and did that, and I've been trying to do it this year to do, you know, a little 10, 15-minute videos instead of the uh, the whole thing. Let me know if you if y'all guys like that, you know, if that's something you're you're good with. So anyhow, it's out on YouTube. Go check it out. Things I found interesting. Some good stuff in there. I liked it. Uh, it's funny because I started off and I'm watching the game film. This happens a lot because game film is kind of boring. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. the crowd noise. You don't yeah. have any noise. And it, it's not that dramatic angle where you're you know, just a bunch of guys and balls flying and people flying. It's everything spaced out and you know it, it's a lot of nothing happens you know there'll be a lot of nothing happening all over the field and one spot there will be something happening and generally it's a guy running four feet and then getting tackled right yeah for me it's the noise i have a hard time following it like um it keeping my attention. I, I like to listen to music while i do it because yeah. yeah after it, it, it takes about eight ten hours to do these to go through the game film, and if I just sit there with no sound, you know, I'll be I'll be crazy after a while. <laughs> but watching this, and and this happens all the time doing these, I will I'll cut the clips as I'm watching it, and I'll be thinking, wow, you know, this this game's kind of boring. And then I'll go back and I'll put all the clips together and then watch all the clips, and I go, wow, that game was exciting. There's a lot <laughs> of good stuff in it, you know. But you because it's like one out of every. I don't know, six or seven plays, there's something interesting worth mentioning. So you end up, you know, you get a lot of... Uh, 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 slugging uh, through it. Slugging through it. Yep. So what do you want to talk about first, Molly? Um, I have some news from the week. Ooh, and news. I forgot about today. Yeah, I do have some news today. Okay. Um, Lay it on us. Okay. Greg Almond reports that safety Antoine Winfield is second among NFL rookies with two sacks. He's behind Chase Young, who is two and a half. He leads all rookies with three quarterback hits and is tied for second for tackles among all the rookies. Really? And he was named Defensive Rookie of the Month. Yeah, that's a big thing uh, as well. And I'm probably going to jump in this and squish your news here, but Levante David got 
defensive NFC defensive player of the month. Right. right? Yep. And he had 24 tackles, two TFLs, an interception, quarterback hit, forced fumble, and fumble recovery. Yeah, just uh, another. Carmen Vitale pulled all those stats. Yeah, that's that's just another quarter for I know. Levante David. I mean, he's been doing right. this for, what, nine years? Has I, it been nine? I can't even remember. Eight. Yeah, a long time. Uh, and then Shaq Barrett was named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. So we had three Buccaneers Boom. on the defense recognized. Now, uh, we want credit for this because we said it. We said it. We said it all offseason coming that our defense was going to surprise everybody, that it was going to be as good, if not better, than our offense. So, bam. There you go. There we go. Um, start taking my advice for stock. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. If you want to win, baby, yeah. listen to us. Yeah. The offense, our offensive line, uh, Pro Football Focus has it ranked number five. Really? They do. I'm starting to really like Pro Football Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Your opinion's changed on that uh, one. Stats-wise and everything, the uh, Pro Football Outsiders, who has a really good, you know, they do all this DVOA stuff, and they seem to really work hard at trying to be as uh, scientific with their crap as they can. They have us listed as eighth. Okay. Well, yeah. still, you said top ten. So. Oh, yeah, and the season isn't even over. Yeah. I mean, we're just now getting to mesh. So, yeah, we'll, I, I think we'll be top five offensive line. Definitely top ten. Well, we're we're there per Pro Football Focus. I love that Pro Football Focus. <laughs> Going to get my subscription <laughs> so I can know what rankings are what. Right. <laughs> Ian Rappaport is reporting that um, Chris Godwin's MRI revealed a hamstring strain, and he will be out against the Chargers and probably uh, Thursday night football against the Bears. Oh, we've got. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's the Chargers and the Bears. Yeah. Oh, okay, man. We are going to beat the mess out of the Bears. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Hope so. Thursday night. It's at Bears, too. 8.20 p.m. Should be fun. Yes. Embarrassing them at home. <laughs> <laughs> On Thursday night football. Yeah. They did it to us many a times. Dan Graziano of ESPN reported... Um, about the COVID in Tennessee. That one's crazy. So I pulled this Wednesday um, that there was an additional positive test, no positives in Minnesota in Tuesday's round of testing. And then the league, you know, they have those like contact tracers that everyone wears, mm -hmm. found there were no close contacts with the Titans player whose test came back positive which says their isolation procedures are working. Uh, Tom Pelissero is reporting that no one from Minnesota tested positive, so they are resuming activities. They opened the facility. They were having practice. Um, but the NFL did postpone the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game from Sunday. Did they give an explanation why they did that? Is it just because the Tennessee guys... Yeah, well, and then today there was another player that tested positive and a staff member. 
So I think they're just trying to keep it isolated to the Titans and not spread it to Pittsburgh. <laughs> She's over there doing hand movements. You can't mm-hmm. see it. She's got it down under her desk. She's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doing this. Ah, uh, yes. So no word on when it's going to be rescheduled. It'll be later in the season. It's kind of tricky because, you know, we don't know if Tennessee and Pittsburgh, their bye weeks line up. I doubt it. But, uh, I mean, that would be ideal, but probably unlikely. So who knows how the league is going to do it. But I'm, I'm really surprised. I mean, we're four weeks into the season. It's the first that's happened. Mm-hmm. It didn't go through training camp, you know. Yes. And you have to wonder, is it they're only positive? Yeah, I mean, like, they don't have symptoms. They only know that they have it because they got tested. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Per Greg Amon, offensive holding penalties are down across the league. That's funny. I was just getting ready to talk about that. Okay, okay. Scoring's up 5.4 points per game, and everybody's saying, well, it's because the uh, officiating is being done a lot differently. Mainly, they're not calling offensive holding. I mm-hmm. wish they would have told us that week one instead of the Saints. Yeah. So I have um, Rob Pozzola, who is a sports better on Twitter. He calculated the averages from 2016 to 2019 of the different penalties that were called and how frequently they were called. So, for instance, in 2019, uh, the total number of penalties per game was 13.48. And in 2020... Uh, the average is 11.8, so down almost two penalties a game. Yeah. The offensive holding, which I thought you would appreciate this since you were uh, complaining about that week one with the Saints, uh, that one is down. So in 2019, they were calling 2.28 a game. Now they're calling 1.34 a game, so almost, almost one half. less. Yeah. yeah. And... uh. I mean, they're down like across the board. Defensive holding, it was 1.48 in 2019. Now they're calling 0.86. Not even one per game. Yeah, not yeah. even one per, per game. Uh, illegal contact is up, though. It was 0.14 in 2019, 0.28 now in 2020. Illegal contact. And de- uh, defensive pass interference, that's up, too. Hmm. But. The holding's uh-huh. a big one. It really screwed yeah. us in the Saints game. Yeah. It would have been nice to know when the season started. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. I feel like they told, the referees told the Saints, said, hey, we're not going to call holding this game. And then they didn't tell the Buccaneers. <laughs> so do what you want. Yeah. It's like definitely an advantage to the Saints. Yeah. The Buccaneers signed wide receiver Isaac Whitney to the practice squad. And... Of course, that was because Daniel Helm, the tight end, was scooped up from the practice squad by the 49ers. So we had an open spot. Uh, Whitney came into the league in 2017 as an undrafted free agent, and he signed with the Raiders. He played two games in 2017 and then spent uh, time on the practice squad. So it was kind of, he kind of fluctuated between active roster and practice squad and then in 2018 he went through Raiders camp got cut 
and then spent the remainder of the season on the Texans practice squad. 2019, he went on IR with the Texans. And then in 2020, he went through the Texans camp, got cut after training camp. And here he is with the Buccaneers now. Uh, he adds us some options since Justin Watson had an injury and Chris Godwin suffered an injury. So who would have thought of all the positions we would need more depth at wide receiver? <laughs> I know. But it's like, we were, I mean, we're hurting. We talked we're about hurting. that like all off season. I know like, how stacked eh, we are. Yeah. We're, we're good at wide receiver. We don't need anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like we had to get rid of some good wide receivers. I know. Yeah. Well, now we're trying to fill out the practice squad just in case. Yep. So that wraps it up for the news. Okay. Let's get All to right. some game film. Cool. We are kind of trying to get through this podcast. I tell you, it's been a hectic week for us. And like I said, we got a funeral this weekend. So we got to travel. Going to be in Tampa. Uh, so we're. We're kind of behind schedule on everything, it seems like. Everything. Everything. And still have a million more things to and, do. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, this was an interesting game, to say the least. One thing I want to do, I want to give uh, hats off to Denver. Mm -hmm. They never stopped playing hard. Even when they were down in the fourth quarter with a couple minutes left, the game was out, they were still playing hard. And I like to see that. You yeah. Know, you, you didn't see guys not trying to tackle and, you know, kind of just moseying about the field and stuff. No, those guys were playing hard. So, you know, got to hand it to Denver for that. Uh, Driscoll is not the quarterback of the future. I could say that for, <laughs> <laughs> for Denver. There was, there was one play. I, I had to point this out on the things I found interesting video, but. He's running and Barrett's chasing him, of course. <laughs> that was kind of the theme for the night. Yeah. And he goes to throw the ball. I sort of got, he, he kind of reminded me a lot of James Winston. He goes to throw the ball. He's running out like on a bootleg, but Barrett's right behind him. And he goes to throw the ball and it just like, like falls out of his hand. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's, it, 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 it's like he squeezed it too hard. And it just kind of popped out. <laughs> And landed like three yards in front of it. No. It was hilarious. But the funny part of it is, is as soon as he did it, he turned and looked at his hand. <laughs> and then this is, this is even before the ball hit the ground. No. He turns and looks at his hand and he keeps, as he's running and stops, he's just like staring at his hand. Like, like he has no idea. You know, it's like it's a foreign body or something. <laughs> it, was, it was very strange. It was, it, was, it was funny as all get out. There was that a lot of so funny weird. stuff. Yeah, a lot of funny stuff. Uh, one thing, <clears throat> I want to bring this up. I don't like the cornerbacks, uh, the outside cornerbacks. They're playing off a little too much for me. Jamal Dean does it. You know, they're doing that 8, 10 yards, playing off the receivers. Mm -hmm. uh, we had that issue with uh, Mike Smith when he was mm -hmm. uh, the defensive coordinator here. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be that big of a problem, an issue, really, but I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. It, it, it freaks me out it, it makes it too easy for these guys to run these inside slants and and you know catch a pass for six yards every yeah time. when you don't need to give them that yard you don't need to give them anything yeah yeah uh donovan smith played great okay great i'm uh, so glad to hear that i am too didn't and he give up a sack he gave up one sack but i'm gonna i'm gonna put an asterisk beside that 
it wasn't necessarily his fault. Now, I mean, he's getting paid big money. He should be doing elite level stuff. Ali Marpet was blocking the guy and then passed him off to Donovan and Donovan wasn't ready. Donovan was actually looking at another guy that was oh, no. uh, Rob Gronkowski chip blocked a guy to the outside. And so Donovan was waiting for that guy to rush in after Gronkowski went out for a pen, you know, went out for a route. So he's kind of staring at that guy and Ali Marpet uh, passes this guy over to Donovan and kind of out of the corner of his eyes, Donovan saw the guy coming and put a shoulder into the guy's chest, but it wasn't enough. And he ended mm-hmm. up getting between the two of them and sacking the quarterback. So, you know, it wasn't a, um, it really wasn't 100% Donovan's fault. I mean, he should be elite enough to be able to handle something like that, but it was just one of those things. But also on that sack, Tom Brady had three and a half seconds. In oh, so well, that's, that's a long time for yeah. any NFL quarterback for Tom Brady. That's a, Super long time. Well, I bet our offensive linemen are pretty conditioned to four seconds, five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> after blocking for a demons for so long. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 getting a lot of uh downtime because you know, he's mm-hmm. getting that ball out so quick. You know, they're not having to do a whole lot. Yeah. Uh Jack Barrett, he deserves all the praise he's gotten. He he was the most highlighted guy I had on my sheet. Heck yeah. He was just popping up everywhere. Oh, and just good. doing good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, two, two sacks and a safety. Yeah. And uh, he, he didn't seem to be on the field as much. I, I didn't look at the snap counts. I, I meant to do that before we did the podcast, but he was back in coverage a lot. He, he actually had four plays in a row where they put him back in coverage. So, you know, you know what that's saying? I mean, when, when you're putting a guy, he's not, on the field all the time. I mean, what's he getting? 80% of the snaps? Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there, I think. Last time we looked, it was about 80. And then 25% of those in the passing plays are him dropping back in coverage. And he's still getting all this? <laughs> I mean, he's still getting to the quarterback on passing plays? And, and I, it, yeah. We have a superstar. <clears throat> but he, he dropped back in coverage. They, they did a lot of funky stuff on defense man matter of fact greg allman even asked he asked both bruce arians and uh greg bowles todd bowles uh about our defense how you know what what he he asked (laughs) todd bowles what do you call these defenses and todd bowles just started laughing He he he, he was just like well i'll have to talk to you off the record about that because i don't want to give away too much information oh wow (laughs) But yeah, these defenses couldn't like even say what they were called. Nah, nah. that's crazy. He said, "What do you, what do you name them, or what do you call them, or something?" Like that? I can't remember. But they are just, just insane. I, I highlighted one in the uh, things I found interesting video where they they had six guys lined up to rush. We only ended up rushing four, and it was only two of those six guys on the line rushed. The whole middle, uh, Vita Vea, Adama Kangasu. Let me see. Here, here was the defensive line. It was Vita Vea, Adama Kangasu, O'Connor, and I think uh, Goldston. Can't remember. And then Devin White and Levante David were up on the line too, like they were going to rush. Right. The ball snapped. Levante David 
and Devin White dropped back into coverage. The two guys on the edge, uh, O'Connor and Golston, no, that was JPP. They rush in. Adamakong Sue and Vita Vea rush in. And then right before they make contact with the offensive line, they turn around and drop back into coverage. What? Winfield and, oh gosh, who was it? Maybe it was Whitehead. I can't remember. They come blitzing in from the outside. And O'Connor and Winfield met at the quarterback. It was, <laughs> it was a great play. Totally confused everybody. Nobody knew what was going on. Oh, that was a Levante David's interception. The ugly okay. interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they just, like every play, it's just weird coverages, disguises, and looks that you're just like, what are they doing? So, uh, Driscoll had a hard time with it, as mm-hmm. we saw. And we're going to talk about the Chargers quarterback. He's mm-hmm. going to have a hard time with it, too. But on that play, that was the ugly interception by Levante David. It is, <clears throat> it's so funny. Shaq Barrett was mic'd up for this game, and uh-huh. he even talked about he was he ran over to Devonte David, and he was like, "Couldn't you catch that ball a little prettier?" <laughs> <laughs> it was the ugliest. I mean, he like cradled it in the air. It was so. Yeah, I mean, it he caught like, it with his body and all four of his limbs. But here's something and I didn't even notice this on the game on the uh, the broadcast version. He got up and ran the wrong way. Yeah, I know. He lost like 10 yards on that. Did you notice that? Yeah. I didn't notice it. It's on the stat sheet. He had like <laughs> negative five yards. Yeah, he got up and You're ran like, the wrong way. He's lucky he got tackled. I know. Because he probably would have scored a touchdown for the other <laughs> two. I was cracking up. <laughs> but yeah, we're, our, our defense is insane. It's insane. We're good. Uh, our secondary is just amazingly good. We, we haven't made a mistake. Yet, I don't think. That is so crazy. It I mean, all, most of these guys are second year, first year. Yeah. Man. And that Winfield, oh my gosh, he is. He's, he's another ridiculous. superstar. Yeah. I counted, I want to say four times that he rushed in. And I mean, he is fast. He's mm-hmm. fast. He comes from way off screen and he gets to the quarterback in like two seconds. I mean, just blazing. But he comes running in, and if he feels like he can't get to the quarterback, if the quarterback starts to wind up the throw, he leaps in the air, and he's got a vertical. Oh, really? And I, I think I counted four times where he did that and came so close, but one time he got it. and just smacked that ball right out of there. I was like, whoa, you go, boy. And one time he put a juke on Melvin Gordon, the running back. Uh-huh. He come running in. And Melvin Gordon's like, oh, okay, I got this guy. He's small and everything. And uh, Melvin Gordon's like going to block him. And Winfield totally jukes him out and runs right, uh, untouched, runs right to the corner. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like Melvin Gordon was just standing there. He was like, what happened to that guy? Where'd he go? <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was a neat little, he like jumped to the outside and then shot to the inside and just untouched. He is just unbelievable. And what yeah. a steal. Yeah, I know. I mean, we got him in the second round. And Jason Light, you have built a monster team. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Sorry to all you Can't Jason Light haters. Get a kicker for shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all is forgiven. Yeah, yeah. But back to Donovan Smith. He played well. He uh matter of fact, Tristan Morris was the worst playing offensive lineman. Yeah, he, that he didn't sucks. Play, yeah, he didn't play horrible, but yeah. You know, as far as the most mistakes, it would be mm-hmm. Tristan Orbs. Uh, but Donovan Smith played really well. That was the only mistake I saw him make was that uh, 
that sack and he was actually attacking the defenders which is very very rare yeah uh, instead of waiting for them to come to him he was going to them and and hitting them he actually got a pancake oh he did i was like whoa i love a good pancake yeah that's so rare for him and it was on a chub Really? Yeah. yeah, he mainly went up against Chubb, uh, Anthony Ciccolo, and uh, 97 Atachu. Atachu? Those are the guys that uh, Donovan Smith handled. So our offensive line did pretty well. Jensen had a f- couple of good Jensen plays, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he punch anybody? No, he didn't punch anybody, <laughs> but he did tackle a guy. Okay. And it was fun. He's he's didn't have anybody to block. So he starts off helping Marpet, and he sees, uh, not Marpet, the Kappa, and he sees Marpet with a guy. So he runs over to Marpet to help him block, and right before he gets there, he realizes, oh, Mel- Marpet's got this guy. So he turns back around, and he's he's about, I don't know, 10 feet away from Kappa and his guy that he's blocking. So he just ramps it up and runs straight at that guy, takes him right to the ground. It was, it was great. <laughs> like, he didn't know when to hit him, probably. Yeah, it's like, here, Kappa, let me help you out. <laughs> and there was another time. Uh, uh, who was it? Gosh. Anyhow, somebody caught the ball, and they landed on the ground. And it was about it was about a 15-yard pass from the line of scrimmage. And it was in the center of the field. And whoever caught it, I want to say it was Godwin or whatever, he falls down and nobody touches him. So he gets back up. And about the time he's getting yeah, back up. Jensen was right behind him, like carrying him or something, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was. That was a different play. Yeah, I think that was last week. I don't know. Might have been this week. I can't remember. But now, anyhow, Jensen is about 10, 15 yards away at the line of scrimmage. And he sees this guy getting up and he realizes, oh, nobody touched him. So Jensen. <laughs> Full board just runs down the field and hits the first guy that tries to tackle that. <laughs> it was funny. He didn't really he didn't really blow up the pile like I thought he was going to. I mean, he was just hauling butt. He was like, I'm going to knock somebody out. <laughs> uh, Kappa did all right, you know. But our offensive line did good. But then again, it's Denver's defensive line. Yeah, do they have? They don't really have a pass rush. Yeah, you know, Chubb's pretty good. Uh, he he worked, worse a little bit. Uh, my, my most disappointing player, and I'm going to say this, and I hate saying this, is Vita Vea. Now, he didn't play bad, again, this whole year. He's not played bad, but he's just not playing the way I have seen him play. You want him to be more explosive. Aggressive. And I, now, yeah. he has a good plays where he just pushed, you know, bull rush guys back. He split a double team one time, got to the quarterback. I mean, he had some good plays, but, you know, Vita... I'm used to watching him every play just give guys fits and throwing, literally throwing guys around. He hasn't done that at all this year. He hasn't uh, really? Oh, the ragdoll? Yeah. He's been ragdolling people? He has not ragdolled anybody. And I, I don't know if he's uh, saving his energy for, or, you know, he's working into, I don't know what's going on with him. Or maybe they're coaching him a different way. Yeah. I do not know. Uh. Run blocking needs to improve with the offensive line. You know, we're just we're just not getting enough push with that. Uh, tight ends played okay. You know, yeah, we they saw, had a good game. Yeah, we saw them do a lot of a lot of catching, but <clears throat> that Gronkowski really helps a lot with our blocking. He's he's 
He's by far the best blocking tight end we have. Mm. Uh, the defensive line, to me, I think they need more oomph. You know, mm-hmm. Like I said, they're just not playing with that energy they they played with last year. Uh, but, you know, I mean, they're they're doing good. They really brought it in the fourth quarter when we knew they were passing like every down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were we were yeah. bringing the heat. Uh, the secondary is just elite. That is so crazy. They're so young. I know. I, uh, yeah. Uh, I think Mike Edwards is the oldest at 24. Really? Yeah. And Carlton, he's like the uh, veteran. Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis. He had a great read and an open field tackle. He 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 played great. Uh, that interception by uh, Edwards was just unbelievable. But on that play, my mm-hmm. favorite part about that play was he intercepts the ball, one handed catch. It was beautiful, beautiful catch. I mean, it's a it was a it was a high level elite receiver catch, and he, you know, he's a he's a defensive guy. Yeah, one handed catches that ball. He's in the end zone. Where he decides I'm going to run it out. Right. Well, as soon as he does that, the whole defense. Goes, oh shit, we got a block. Devontae David is standing beside 61, who outweighs him by like 100 pounds. Yeah, offensive lineman. Wow. Devontae David, I mean, he tried blocking that guy, but the guy, Devontae David put a shoulder in his chest and he got a run and start and hit him right in the chest and basically just bounced right off the guy. (laughs) And the guy, he ended up making the tackle. Oh no. And you see David going, oh man. At least he tried. He liked the effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the play where Godwin scored the touchdown, that was a busted play on their part. Their defense was just totally mm-hmm. confused. Three of them covered Gronk and left oh Godwin, God. left Godwin wide open. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, they're sitting there talking to each other. The whole secondary, there was three – Three guys in a, like a triangle on the left side. Three guys in a triangle on the right side. And the two guys up front were turned around talking to the guy in the back when we snapped the ball on both sides of the field. They were totally unprepared. So then we snapped the ball. You know, they have to turn around. They're like, oh, crap, there's people coming at us. And uh, one of them was Rob Gronkowski. So they all decided, hey, we need to cover this guy. <laughs> so they all three did. And Godwin was just wide open. Um, the uh, what's his name? Ninety-eight O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's he's seventy-nine. He, no, is that ninety-eight? Right. Uh, that might be Anthony Nelson. Oh man, I can't remember. Anyhow, he had that blocked punt. Uh, that was a good, good one. Blocked it. No, that O'Connor. was O'Connor. Yeah, that was O'Connor. I can't remember his number though. Fifth, uh, seven. 98 or 79 or 97 dyslexic okay. anyway that was o'connor uh the refs didn't do too bad of a job there was an intentional grounding by driscoll that they should have called but they didn't I and mean, i don't know how they did now he was way outside the pocket he threw the ball it landed five yards out of bounds there was nobody around and it didn't even come close to passing in the line of scrimmage <laughs> You know, I think I get so aggravated with those. I know. They're just so inconsistent with it. They really are. 
There was also a play, one of the big plays, it was a third and 20. This was in the second quarter. It was a minute and 56 seconds left. It was 23 to three at this point. And uh, 81, Patrick ends up catching a long pass up the middle. And, you know, I was like, when I, I remember watching the game and I was like, how did he get that open? And I remember seeing uh, Winfield on the ground. And I was like, what happened? Did he trip? Did he fall down? No. Patrick ran over top of him. I mean, Winfield's backing up, right? He's backing up wait, wait. downfield. He got, he got bowled over? Yeah. Well, the, he didn't see the guy coming. Oh, no. The guy hit him from behind and knocked oh. him over. How's that not a block in the back? Exactly. A block in the back, pass interference, offensive pass, a whole crap load of penalties. But no, he gets to catch the ball and get a first down. So did he hit Winfield before he had the ball or after? Before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, he's running, and Winfield's backing up to go into coverage, and uh, Patrick, in number 81, uh, turns his route inside, and Winfield happens to be in his way, so he just runs right over top of him and then catches the ball right as soon as he runs over top of him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well. Uh, JPP had a good game. Uh, Marpet got beat once. Um, Donovan Smith had a false start that mm -hmm. wasn't called. It was the funniest damn thing because you see him, he moves, you know, and he's a big guy. So he, he like moves and he's like, like leaning and he can't stop himself from leaning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like he realized, but so he's trying not to. <laughs> The move when you see him, he's like falling. Yeah, it's a very slow, like statue toppling over. And uh, I know how he feels because I'm super clumsy yeah, like that. Right. Like sometimes I'm just walking and I fall over. Yes, for no right. reason. Uh, you're like a child, mm -hmm. almost like an infant with your walking, yeah. <laughs> your clumsiness. Uh, but then he decides to go. He's like, "Oh heck, I know they're getting ready to snap, and so I'm just gonna." And so he. Moves and he moves quite a bit before the ball snapped. I don't know how they missed that. Uh, I even mentioned it to you when we were watching the game. I was like, "Hey, Thomas Smith, false started there." Um, uh, but you know, I'll take it. Give us <laughs> the. There was a call on Adams number twenty six for a block in the back. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was complete bullshit. He hits the guy in the shoulder pad. I. I that one's so ticky-tacky, especially on, like, kickoffs and punts, because yeah. you can't help. I mean, most of the time, you're either beside somebody or right behind them. All right. Uh, so then the refs, I guess, decided to have sympathy on us, and there was a 81, Patrick, the receiver. Is I think he might be a tight end. 81? I think he's a receiver. Anyhow, he, he gets called for... Uh, Holding against 33, Whitehead. Mm -hmm. And it was not holding at all. I mean, he just, he knocked Whitehead down. Oh, really? But Whitehead didn't see him coming, and he hit him from the side and got him right in the shoulder pad. See, like, how is that yeah. not a block in the back if they're going to call the other nonsense? Yeah, well, you know, they they called him for holding, but there was no, I don't oh, even think okay. the guy even used his hands. He just <laughs> slammed in the Whitehead and knocked him on the ground. It, it, you know, out of the corner of your eye, you think, oh, that guy went down pretty hard. They had to have pulled him down or something but uh 
We had a couple times where Vita Vea and Navakong Sioux went back into coverage. One time they went back into coverage and they, they, they were covering the middle of the field mm-hmm. and right between them was a wide open wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. And Driscoll didn't see him. Well, he was getting pressured. But I mean, the guy was wide open, standing right between uh, you know, oh these, these two big <laughs> defensive linemen there's who are no trying to. No way catch. they were going to catch him. Yeah, there, or there's no way they were going to stop the pass. Yeah. Either. It would have been like the guy would have been gone. Uh, but luckily, we kept constant pressure on Driscoll. Uh, Sue got a great deep cleater on Driscoll at one time. I mean, just, Ooh. and he hit him. He like pushed him and kind of with his, with his forearm. But it's, it's a really, I'd like to have it almost as like a picture in the background, you know, get it blowed up. I'd like to see if we could find it, you know, see if one of the photographers got it. But it's like the, uh, Sue comes around on a, like a, a, a twist with Devin White. Devin White actually runs into his blocker and Sue comes around and the, it's wide open. There's nothing between the line of scrimmage and Driscoll. Oh, no. And Sue is just running full steam right oh at God. him. And I, I'd, I'd want to see Driscoll's face because it's got to be one of the scariest <laughs> things in the world. And sure enough, Driscoll gets the ball off right before Sue hits him. And Sue hits him. And he, I mean, Driscoll left his feet, landed. I mean, he, was, his feet, he went feet up. He was decleated. So. But he got the ball off? Yeah, he got the ball off. Mm. It, it was a bad pass, though. It didn't. And how is that not a late hit? I'm surprised they didn't call that for... It was like right at the same time. Okay. It, he hit him, and it caused an errant pass. Oh, gotcha. Uh, there was also another uh, illegal use of hands call. Uh, again, I uh, mean, I can't remember who it was, but that was BS. I mean, I, I looked at it from every angle I could find. There was no... No foul on that play. I don't know what they were thinking. Did uh, the, the ninety-two Golston? You know he got called for roughing the passer on that one play. Mm-hmm. It was a great play. Great. I mean, maybe maybe you could say he put his weight on the guy. I don't know, but you know, it's like even the announcers were like, "Come on, yeah, yeah." That was a great hit. Uh, somebody else was called for holding on that play too, but neither neither one of them were good. And then there was a. Uh, hands to the face on Ryan Jensen. This was actually at 3:01 in the fourth quarter. I mean, 28-10, but uh, 98, I think it was, got just pulled Jensen's head, pushed Jensen's head all the way back by mm-hmm. his face mask. That wasn't cool either. But other than that, you know, ref did okay. I'll give him a C. It's hard for me to give him anything higher than C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brady was more inaccurate. In this game than I think I've ever seen it. Oh. Yeah, he had like four or five bad passes. Hmm. Uh, you know, and they weren't, you know, bad routes. They were just not good passes. Uh, and, but in, in not like, uh, not like bad, bad passes, you know, where you, but, but just enough to where you're like, eh, it's not perfectly on target like you're like used to seeing with Brady. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. I mean, I could I could talk about this game forever. There was so much good stuff, and and it. I mean, if you look at my sheet, man, it's like, you know, just the good stuff far outweighed the bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, normally, normally you're happy if it's fifty one good, fifty one percent good stuff to forty nine percent bad stuff. Uh, but this was like eighty twenty. I mean, we were Dang. just we were killing it we all over it. the field. Yeah. Do you think it was just quality of the opponent? 
Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. But I think it's also word jellying and, you know, getting used to playing. You know, this this defense is so dang complicated. I mean, these guys, you got you got to hand it to them to, to be able to play this defense one and not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're it's rare. I, I think in three games, I've maybe seen three mistakes. That's, and that's crazy. Yeah, and that's maybe. I'm, I'll go – I'm not sure if that was a mistake or, you know, somebody tripped or whatever, but. Thank God for consistency with our team. I know. It's nice, especially on defense. It's so long. And the fact that you can have Antoine Winfield just step in there and play the way that he's playing. It's it's amazing. He does not play like a rookie at all. At all. It's It's insane. That was such a great find by these guys. Yeah, so the, uh. The team looks like it's really starting to gel. Offense starting to gel. Defense definitely starting to gel. I think we're going to start seeing the defense, uh, the defensive line get more aggressive and more aggressive. Uh, I don't know. You know, Todd Bowles, I, I, I don't know what's going on with him and Shaq Barrett. I, you know, I, I hate to say that, you know, they're trying to keep Shaq Barrett's numbers down a little bit. Because they don't want to have to pay him six hundred million dollars next year, <laughs> you know, when you know his contract. Yeah, because we only have him on this one year deal, and you know, so maybe that's why Todd's putting him in coverage a lot. You know, I don't know. We played the first week. We played Kamara. Now he's a pass catching running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second week we played uh, CMC, pass catching running back. Jack Barrett played different in those games than he did in this game. They didn't have, you know, Melvin Gordon's not really a pass catching running back mm-hmm. so much. And Jack Barrett would, in the first two games, he would cover the running backs if they went out into the flats to a certain point, and then he would come back and you know rush the quarterback it was a very strange thing and a lot of times he would bump them he would try to hit them get them off their routes and everything and then he would uh either stay there in coverage in the flats or he would go back towards the quarterback but he didn't do any of that this time all of his all of his dropbacks were you know straight back so uh, they're playing him weird they're playing him all over the place uh, they are moving guys around you know they'll have jpp in the middle of the line they'll have uh, the the linebackers, uh, you know, Devin White and Levante David, they'll have them on the outside, on the inside, one on the outside, one on the inside. You never know if they're rushing. You never know if they're going in coverage. We blitzed more this game than we did the first two games. Mm. And Probably because we knew we'd had a lot a lot of success. Yeah, because of Driscoll. Yeah. So, and it worked. It worked. Um, yeah. I wonder with Shaq Barrett, if they're just not trying to uh, – kind of shake things up because they feel like he's on teams radars now radar radars yeah okay. uh so they're just trying to be tricky yeah yeah that you, would be my guess yeah and you'd probably be right i mean I, i'm reading much more into it than but it just seems so weird to me that you have this elite pass rusher and you're putting him back in coverage almost 25 percent of the time yeah 20 percent of the time yeah you're like i don't know you know there's one thing it's one thing to be tricky it's another thing to you know, take one of your best weapons and put it in a drawer, basically. Yeah. But, hey, it's working. We're winning. 
Yeah. yeah. Hey. Uh, the Broncos are playing the Jets right now. They're up 27 to 16. That just goes how show how bad the Jets I are. I know. Yeah. I know. Ugh. I don't even care to watch this game. I haven't watched any of it. Uh, one thing I want to say, and then we'll move on to the Chargers game. Mm-hmm. At this point in the season, Winston had 10 sacks. Brady's got five, so half. Wow. At this point in the season, Winston had four interceptions. Brady has three. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's not. They both had <laughs> one pick six at this point, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh Winston or Brady's definitely cut down on the sacks as I prognosticated and figured mm-hmm. would probably happen because he's just so much better in the pocket. Yeah. So anyhow, there's that. There's that. If you get a chance, all your podcast listeners, go and check out the YouTube videos. Things I found interesting. I did it in three parts. And let me know if you prefer that broken up broken up or if you want it all in a package deal or if you want both i mean if i get enough you know from you know both sides i'll do break it up into chunks and then do a whole 20 thing because i know me personally i I could sit down for a half hour and watch you know yeah bucks videos but uh at the same time you know a lot of people can't do that or don't want to and you know just want to see certain parts whatever so let me know Anyhow, the charges. What do you think, Molly? All right. Let's start with the injury report, and then we'll kind of talk about the state of their team. And then you and I can talk about what we saw on the games we watched. The state of their team is California. <laughs> L.A. L.A. <It> just, <laughs> Not San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just hit me as we were watching them. I was I like, know. oh, sh- they are in L.A. I still type. Uh, I'll still type out San Diego. Yeah. I did this working on the preview, and I'm like, ugh. Chargers. <laughs> Just type chargers. Because I still have to think about it, too. Yeah. I'm like, wait, where are they? So for the injury report on the Bucks side, Leonard Fournette has an ankle injury. He has not practiced all week. Are you serious? Uh-huh. Why didn't you tell me that? I started him on my fantasy football team. I got to... <clears throat> okay. Okay, well, yeah, you, have, you have like three days to change it. I'm going to be... On vacation. I ain't doing fantasy football. <laughs> vacation. Uh, I know. It's a funeral. It's a funeral. Um, Chris Godwin, the hamstring, did not practice. No surprise there. Scotty Miller has a hip slash groin injury. He has not practiced all week. Get it together, Scotty. Sean Murphy Bunting has a groin injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday. He's practicing, though. Who was that? Sean Murphy Bunting. Okay. okay. Remember, he left the game mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, JPP has a knee injury. He was limited Wednesday. Did not practice Thursday, but Thursdays are his day off. So, I don't know. I don't. It's not really an indication of the injury. And then Justin Watson has a shoulder injury. He practiced fully Wednesday and Thursday. So hopefully we'll have him back Sunday. On the Chargers side, it ain't pretty. Uh, Defensive end Joey Bosa has a tricep and an ankle injury. He did not practice Wednesday. He was limited Thursday. Tackle Brian Beluga has a back injury. He has not practiced all week. Running back Justin Jackson 
has a quad injury. He practiced fully Wednesday and Thursday. Safety, Rayshawn Jenkins has a groin injury. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday. Guard, Tyree St. Louis has a concussion. He was limited Wednesday. Participated fully on Thursday. Tyrod Taylor, of course, with the rib slash chest injury. <laughs> Fluid full, full of painkillers, right? Yeah. Or yeah. lung full of painkillers. Yeah, punctured lung. Hmm. Uh, guard Trey Turner has a groin injury. He did not practice Wednesday and Thursday. Linebacker Nick Vigil has a groin injury. He was limited Wednesday, participated fully Thursday. Wide receiver Mike Williams has a hamstring injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. And then tackle Storm Norton has a knee injury. That is Storm. That was a cool name. <laughs> uh, he practiced Wednesday, but was limited Thursday. So it seems to me like he sustained that injury Wednesday during practice. Uh, speaking of cool names, is Marcellus still in the league or Merciless? I don't know. I want to say he's still with the Texans. Okay. I love it. It's my favorite, favorite football name. Merciless. Merciless. So the Chargers are one and two their season. Like the Broncos has kind of been defined by injuries. So the biggest injury is to Tyrod Taylor, who had cracked ribs uh, after week one. And then week two, right before the game, they give him a shot so he can go out there and play through the pain of the cracked ribs and they puncture his lung. Mm. So Justin Herbert had to come in uh, and he so he started week two and three. We've gotten some good good tape on him yeah uh anthony coach anthony lynn has said that tyrod is gonna get the starting job back once he recovers so they don't want no quarterback controversy (laughs) poor sherbert poor sherbert so but then there have been all kinds of other injuries so per ian rapaport uh chris harris suffered a foot injury in the Panthers game and uh, he's going to be out at least a month, possibly six weeks. So uh, they're down five starters on defense. So defensive end, Melvin Ingram, defensive tackle, Justin Jones, linebacker, Drew Tranquil, safety, Derwin James and Chris Harris. Uh, The, Offensive line also lost center Mike Pouncey to IR. And then they've got um, injuries to Brian Beluga and Trey Turner, like we talked about in the injury report. So the whole team is just beat up. Unfortunately, not the ones we need to have beat up. Or beat it hasn't up. really been a detriment. So Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a tough game, guys. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I didn't think so until we watched them, and I was like, ooh, they're a lot better than I thought they were. Yeah, they almost put the beat down on the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, you know, in division games are so much different than uh, other games in the co- even the conference or in the league. Uh, you always play your division opponents really hard. And the Chiefs game, that was week two. So this is the game where Herbert learns basically when he's walking out on the field that he's going to be starting. And uh, 
so they had no time to i mean the game plan was not tailored to him mm. he just had to he just kind of got thrown to the wolves and he was really impressive i yeah. thought yeah especially given Considering. the circumstances yes and you know the fact that you know kansas city's defense ain't no slouches Right, right. And it's a division game. Yeah. I mean, and they're the defending Super Bowl champs. Right. Yeah, and they they don't have a Super Bowl hangover, it appears. They right. are going full bore ahead. Yeah, and like, they took look them what they over- did to the Ravens. Yeah, beat the mess out of the Ravens. But the Chargers took them into overtime. Yeah. And the Chargers were actually winning that game. Yeah. And Kansas City came back and tied them up. At yeah, the it was last. like, what, 17 to 6? Yeah. I mean, they were killing them the chargers were yeah and that's the thing the chargers are a, a physical physical football team yeah uh the running backs we are going to have to be extremely disciplined uh they are heavily running back the running backs are heavily involved in their game plan yeah scott smith uh in his game preview he said that they run have run the ball 47.3 percent of their offensive snaps and that's the seventh highest percentage in the NFL. And they Eckler number thirty is their main running back, and mm-hmm. then they got number twenty seven Kelly. And Eckler is so slippery, and <sighs> he's just so everything. Yeah, he's a good pass catching running back. Good he's shifty. Catching. He's fast, and he's strong. Yeah, I mean, he if you need if you need two yards, he'll get you three. Yeah. You know, if it comes down to that. But yeah, he's very elusive. He's shifty. He's fast. He's, I mean, he's an all around running back. Yeah. I, I can see why they got rid of Melvin Gordon. And, and Melvin Gordon wasn't a, ain't no slouch. Right. You know, but Eckler is just that good. And then they got the Kelly guy, who is kind of their change of pace guy. He's a, he's more of a, a speedster. He kind of reminds me of our 27, Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have as great ball control as Eckler does. But, yeah, that Eckler is dangerous. We are going to have to be on point. I'm not worried so much about our defensive line and our linebackers. I think they'll be able to handle him. It's the outside guys, the cornerbacks, because they do a lot of stuff to the outside with their running backs. Mm-hmm. And our guys are going to have to be able to tackle it. Now, I don't think they're going to have a problem. Yeah. They, they ain't going to be able to screw up. They screw up. He's gone. Yeah. So – the Chargers average 151.7 rushing yards a game. Holy crap. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they. I mean, they run it. They They don't yeah. care. It seems like they got two modes. They run it or they chunk it down the field. I know. <laughs> and that's what brings us to the next weapon is uh, Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. man. He's going to be a test for our secondary. I, guess- I am not concerned about him. Because, I mean, look at how Carlton Davis handled Michael Thomas. Yeah. Well, you know, Michael Thomas is different. Keenan, Keenan Allen, I mean, he's, he's not a small guy, but he's a jump-up, pirouette-type catching. Yeah. Very finesse guy. Michael Thomas is a very strong guy. You know, he'll fight you for the ball. Uh, Keenan Allen is just going to out-jump you. Mm-hmm. And he makes some great catches, and uh, – Sherbert has no problem whatsoever <laughs> throwing him the ball, man. I mean, it's like even if he's covered by two guys, Sherbert will chunk the ball down to him. So uh, we've got to be very careful with that. Those, those are the two weapons I'm I'm worried about the most with them is Eckler and uh, Keenan Allen. Now, Hunter, what's his name? Hunter? Uh, 
Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, I ain't worried about him. I mean, he'll, he'll make some catches, but. Yeah. You know, other than that, they don't have that. They got Mike Williams. Did you say Mike Williams was hurt? Yeah. Is he out? Nobody hasn't practiced all week. Okay. So tomorrow we'll find out if he's out. Okay. Now he, he, can, said. he catches some bombs too. He'll, he stretches the field. Well, and Scott Smith noted that they don't really have a, and this is a quote, particularly worrisome second receiver option if Mike Williams is out. Yeah, right. Other than that. <laughs> so they're number two. And uh, Hunter Henry, um, he gets a lot of receptions. So they're saying, he mm -hmm. says... They throw a lot of passes to Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry. They each have 16 catches on the season. Eckler's only got 16? Yeah. Figured it'd be more than them. But yeah, I mean, they, they just, they'll run Eckler right up the middle 15 times. Yeah. He's tough. He's and tough. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a handful. He's, uh, Eckler is second in receiving yards behind Kamara. Ah, see, there you go. Yeah, and yeah. but Eckler's got that that bulldog mm -hmm. ability too. Whereas Kamara, you know, he's more of a finesse guy. Yeah. Eckler will run you over. <laughs> you know. And he's not even a big guy. Nah, he's like, but he's he's kind of yeah, know, he just seems solid. Yeah, he's kind of built like Antoine Winfield. I think <laughs> kind of that same stature. Yeah, yeah, like smaller. Yeah, but solid. So then. We have their defense who gave the Chiefs a time. Yeah. Yeah. It was their pass rush is really good. Mm -hmm. And and they gave Carolina a hard time too. Uh, yeah. Carolina won because of turnovers. Yeah, but, it that was an ugly game and this is why like division games I feel like are more uh indicative of what a team is because you know, they play their best against their division opponents, I feel like. Against the Panthers, it was just an ugly game. It was an ugly showing mm -hmm. by the Chargers. Like, they had really ugly fumbles. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherbert threw an interception. <laughs> I got you I don't, saying I don't know what his real name is. Herbert. So... The Scott Smith says the defense has given up the fourth fewest points in the NFL. That's that's they played the Chiefs guys. Chiefs, right. yeah, yeah. Who'd they play week one? Chargers. Oh God, we don't know. I can't remember. Uh, another thing I'm worried about: we have had an extra point blocked and a punt blocked, right this year. I don't remember. Okay, the Chargers, uh, they blocked a field goal against the Chiefs, and they blocked an extra point against Carolina. So it's going to be our relatively weak special teams unit going against their relatively strong special yeah. teams unit. So. Probably looking at some kind of block, huh? Yeah, it's probably going to be some kind of block in there. Golston's got to get on his stuff, man. He's <laughs> he's not blocking anything. And uh, Ryan Smith coming around the edge, he, he really hasn't done much. Yeah, special teams wise. Special it's teams kind of wise. Been yeah. MIA. Yeah. Uh the defense, the Chargers defense, they run a standard four three defense. Uh from what I can tell, they didn't really change it up a whole lot. You know. 
but, but they're very physical. They're, they're very disciplined and physical. Yeah. Good. They're decent tacklers. Like they kind of, they're all ball hawks. Like right. Yeah. They they, they gather tackle. at the ball. Mm-hmm. So if there's a tackle, there's probably three or four in on it. Yes. All right. All right. So what do you have Ooh. for prediction? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think the score is going to be that high. Hey, had, did we did we go over our predictions last week? No. Let me see if I can pull them up. Well, hmm. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go over. All right. What do you think today? Or for the Chargers? What do I think? Uh-huh. Oh, man. I'm going to say 28-24. That's a good score. I don't think it's going to be that high. I'm going to say 23-19. to 19. And you Are you saying Bucks or Chargers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bucks. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Buccaneers podcast. I know. <laughs> Why would I pick the Chargers? I know. Yeah, I think I think we're going to get up on them, and then uh, they'll, they'll do a comeback. And yeah. The fourth quarter is going to be real tight. I think if we can force the offense to make mistakes, right? That's like that's what Carolina mm-hmm. did. I mean, yeah. they had three fumbles. We're going to throw looks at him. Like, I mean, he's probably looking at sitting in the film room this week, going, "What the hell are these guys doing? <laughs> well, how am I supposed to read that?" Yeah, you know, I'm seriously. And but he's got this tendency. I mean, Sherbert's really made of uh, ice because he's Sherbert. He's, <laughs> he stands there. But he's soft. It, it's like blitzes don't affect him. If a guy's coming at him, it don't matter. Yeah. He's going to. And he'll chunk it too. And he will chunk And it. he runs. He's still got that kind of youthfulness <laughs> yeah. to him because he'll that. run and knowing that he's going to take a shot. Yeah. You know, and he runs anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they kind of age out of that after two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> we saw that one. He got, he ran straight into these two guys coming and, and they, they like, like hit him smack in the face, and I mean, he went. We were like, "Oh yeah, he ain't gonna do that too many more no. times." Yeah. But he he runs kind of kind of goofy. He's not the fastest in the world. He kind of reminds me of James Winston a little bit, and he he'll make some mistakes when you flush him out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he you know he doesn't he doesn't play scared. Not at no, all. no, and he's decent. I mean, like yeah, I with was, the cheat, I was impressed with him. I was very impressed, considering the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that he's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, he's not out there throwing ugly passes or no. making a bunch of stupid decisions. You know, and he he's got a lot of confidence. I'll say that about it. Yeah. Him. Yeah. All right. So, we both think the Buccaneers are going to win. We do. Oh, did you notice we look at <laughs> tickets are going for $350 a piece wow. in the cheap seats. <laughs> the nosebleeds. The nosebleeds down at the good seats. They're twelve hundred dollars a piece. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, these people people are making a killing out of this, what? and that's from Ticketmaster. I mean, this is an official resale place. Dang. I'm like, come on, blocks, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let us in. Dude, yeah. Something ain't right about it's that. It's just because there's so you know there's limited seats. So. Well, we're going we're going to a game this year. We haven't decided which one we're going to go to. Uh, probably Green Bay. Isn't that a Thursday night game? No, we only have one Thursday night, right? Maybe it's a Sunday night. Anyhow, we're gonna we're we're still deciding. I want to go to the New Orleans game early November. Just, you know, I want to get out there and just beat up on New Orleans. I do too. Put a 
Put me on the field, coach. (laughs) (laughs) Put me in. Oh, I hate that team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, guys, uh, we're going to try to do a podcast. Maybe we're going to be traveling back on Monday. So we might do one in the car on the way back. We shall see if we do an instant podcast. It'll be on our cell phones or whatever. So it won't be the best recordings in the world, but you'll get our drunk thoughts after the game. And you're hof- welcome. Yeah. Hopefully the, uh, the Buccaneers are going to come out of this one victorious and still at the top of the NFC South. If you get a chance, uh, share this video, this podcast with somebody, put it out there to the peeps, you know, love the Buccaneers, Facebook, uh, I was getting ready to say news groups, but people don't do news groups anymore. What is a news group? I know. See, <laughs> see I'm old school in there. <laughs> bulletin boards and whatnot. <laughs> Smoke signals. We had bulletin boards in my classroom. Yeah, school. not the cork ones. With the yeah. push pins? Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you get a chance, uh, you know, like us, thumbs up us, all that good stuff. But the most important thing is share us, get the word out. Let people know about this awesomeness you've discovered and found. Don't hoard it. Don't Don't keep it to yourself, guys. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that, man. <laughs> we are a sharing fan base so be nice and share all right that's going to wrap it up for us till next time go bucks